Tacomas. Tacomas is all things tech. Culture and technology coming together. Life hacks. The practicality right now in the inefficiency of the internet of buying and selling stuff is extraordinary. Entrepreneurship advice. I think the first thing is you got to understand your business inside out. Love and tech. We've almost reduced dating to kind of this very momentary snap of a person. It's going to be a fire show. I have yet to see something these days that's truly differentiated. New advice and new inspiration every show. It really is about the next generation of creators going faster, further than we did. And now, Sequoia Blodgett. Now let's start stacking them commas. Commas is back, new format in 2020, but this time we're coming at you in a whole different way. We're bringing a new voice into the mix. Dr. Dapper, what's good? What's up, my friend? What's up, Commas family? How y'all doing? So tell them what you bring to the table. So we got a little bit of fashion. We got some entrepreneurship, some lifestyle. They're going to teach them how to get wealthy and be fly while they're doing it. So, you know, we're bringing a lot of dope stuff to the table. All right, that's what's up. It's time to start stacking those commas. Entrepreneurship advice. <laughs> Learn from the hottest and most successful investors, founders, and innovators in the game. Determine your greatness. It's time to get your knowledge up. Okay, okay, for sure, for sure. All right, so everybody's trying to figure out how to get this bag in 2020. And I've seen a lot of people try to jump into the tech space. I've seen a lot of companies get started and fail. But I've seen a lot of success come out of e-commerce. And Dr. Dapper, I know you have e-commerce company tell us a little bit about what your company's doing yeah so e-commerce is a big platform for sure especially with like social media playing a part in it too and driving traffic to that so uh my company i own a shoe company so i design dress shoes and uh i sell them on my website which is through squarespace uh and most of my traffic comes from uh social media instagram so yeah that's how i drive traffic and that's where my website is so yeah i think it's so interesting that you use squarespace Mm -hmm. tell people why you're you you use squarespace versus like a shopify or like another platform kind of funny um i just started using shopify too for my international website so there are a lot of things that squarespace does and a lot of a lot of things that shopify does squarespace doesn't so i mean it was kind of hard for me to kind of like scale my business more Uh Uh, and going international was like a big goal for me uh in 2020 so that allowed me to open up for that but yeah squarespace is just easier it was more user-friendly for me so i found it uh easy for me to sit down and just start a website because i'm new i'm fresh like a lot of people out there and they want to get into it but they're like how i can't design a website but squarespace is there to help you like just you know, seamlessly start a website, put a product out and start to push it. So that's why I started there first, because it was a lot easier, user friendly and things like that. So I recommend it, you know, if you're just starting out for sure. That's so interesting. I've tried to use Squarespace before and it is a freaking nightmare. I don't know if it's like a tech issue (laughs) or what the deal is, but like I upload stuff and it doesn't it has like such a limited capability because of the tech behind it. I think Shopify is interesting because there's a lot of analytics and metrics. You can mm-hmm. see all your numbers. You know very specifically what you're getting. You can almost go down to the date of who's purchasing when. Right. And I think those are really interesting things. So what's been the differentiating factor for you in terms of Squareface versus Shopify? Man, with, with Shopify, since I just started using it, you know, I like you get to you don't have to plug in as much as you have to on uh, Squarespace, but also it, uh, Squarespace is kind of limited because you can't plug in a lot of different stuff. Uh, but, you know, for Shopify, uh, like you said, the analytics, uh, everything is like housed just on Shopify, like even the shipping, the labels, uh, international stuff. You don't have to plug in a lot of stuff for that. So everything is like kind of housed in Shopify. So I like that about them. But with Squarespace, you have to like get a lot of different plugins. So it can become 
costly, you can say, you know, to kind of run a website through Squarespace. Uh, but, you know, every, everything kind of has its, like, limits. So, I mean, you can't, you can ask for this and ask for that, but, you know, you just use what you got <laughs> and just start building like that. So that's what I did. But since we're on this topic about Squarespace and Shopify and stuff like that, you know, have you ever done anything in e-commerce, like like product, something like that? Oh, my gosh. So <laughs> I tried to start a, so I had commas, mm-hmm. the the actual platform, which we need to catch you guys up on because a whole thing happened, right? <laughs> Commas is now more so on the media side than it was when you guys knew us last year, which was more like coaching and like all those things, but we'll get there. So back to your question. So we launched like a shirt to go along with the company mm-hmm. and I was just like tapping my fingers because I'm like, we're the people, <laughs> right? And so for me, I'm like, all right, I'm going to run paid ads against like this Shopify site, which Mm -hmm. Shopify integrates really, really well into Facebook, like pixels, advertising, all those things. But the problem with that was I just didn't have enough ad spin. And I know you be out here killing it when it comes to organic. So like, tell us about how you be making these moves. I don't got the ad spin either. (laughs) So I mean, everything is like kind of organic with me. Um, One big thing that I've done is memes. So a lot of people thought memes were like for funny stuff and goofy. And I saw that I was like, man, I used to make memes for funny stuff. So why not try to like shift it into business? So I did that. I played with it. Um, Found some pages that promote, uh, you know, businesses like mine and stuff like that. And and just excellence. And, you know, I started getting features and features. So I started reaching more people because those pages got like between 100,000 to 800,000 people there to support, you know, the excellence and young entrepreneurs. So I was like, man, let me tap into this real quick. So that's kind of how I got into it. And, it, you know, it's a goal for me in 2020 to, you know, start to do more paid ads. And, you know, I'm going to tap in with you and see how I can get that, you know, structured the right way so I won't lose no money getting into these ads. So Let's talk about losing some money. Like, (laughs) I think a lot of people don't understand that when you have paid ads, it costs a lot. Like, you have Mm -hmm. to have ad spend, right? So you'll hire, like, an agency or maybe you figure it out. Like, I went through a program, basically, who taught me how to do paid ads. Went through that process understood the dynamic of doing it but i lost like a couple thousand dollars running ads in the beginning so you have to have a good enough cushion in terms of like running those ads to know okay if i lose this amount of money i'm still going to be able to make that through the margins of the business yeah. so like your product is like what my product costs a lot my, my loafers are between 400 to um but well my loafers are from 350 to 400 and then my new shoes are 500 so my my margins are getting pretty good now. Um, and most fashion brands have big margins, man. People, they pay like a dollar, $10 to get it made. And their name is so big, like Gucci or Louis or something, they can charge $1,000 for that product. So the margins get up there. So it's crazy, you know, the profit margins you get in fashion. So. Right. And so since you know that, okay, it's going to cost me X amount of dollars to make this shoe, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to sell it at that price, then I can only spend like... 10 to 20 dollars to acquire a customer yeah right depending on how much you, how much your product costs. right yeah. so the, it all depends on like your customer acquisition because mm-hmm. you have that amount of money that you can make back yeah, right yeah. but i was selling a t-shirt for 25 dollars you barely if, got room to do uh, it listen oh, like if my product <laughs> if i'm running an ad for 20 bucks to acquire the customer <laughs> then we're done you know what i mean so yeah. like that's super important right yeah it's crazy man and if anybody out there has had like any issues with like like losing money like drop some stories send us some stories some like stuff that you've been through you know like 
if you've been through some crazy situations, we would love to like talk about that too because I know a lot of people have lost a lot of money in ads. So I love hearing those stories. For sure. I love hearing those. So tell me a little bit about what you've been able to accomplish financially with organic in terms of your numbers. With organic, man. So me, you know, graduating college, started with nothing, having no investors coming from a poor background. You know, I started from nothing. So it was hard to, you know, make that situation any more beautiful and not understanding entrepreneurship as a whole. Um, so I graduated 2016, went into the business and uh, full time. Uh, 2017 was a rough year for me because I went through a lot of ups and downs. We could talk about that later. Uh, but in 2017, I didn't make a lot of money because I had issues. And then 2018, I brought in about like 40 grand. So that's, it, it was like a regular job, you know, and it, it wasn't like I was seeing it in my bank, but I was mm-hmm. making it to live. Uh, and I manifested. Manifestation is a big thing. Recommended for everybody out there. <laughs> I manifested 100,000 for uh, 2019. Uh, and you know all that's organic, you know. So, but you can't just skirt skirt over manifestations. Yeah. Manifestations. <laughs> like, you, what did you do? Did you put your hands together and be like, um? No, man, like no, what man. did you do? From like manifestation for me is like actually writing down what you want. Uh, and I started meditating a lot more this year, so that's a goal for me. Uh, closing your eyes, you know, thinking about what you want and just being grateful. But really, if you don't write down what you want, man, I swear to God, like I'm a, I'm a living example, living proof that if you write stuff down and you also break it down month to month, day to day, what you want to achieve. And then you write down the different steps to take to get to that goal. Man, it's crazy. Because I looked at my QuickBooks. I was like, wonder if I really made, had this 100000 come through my bank account. I and I really, really did have it come through. So guess what I put down for this year? A mil. A I million. saw that. <laughs> so, but what are the goals to get to that milli? Like, are you, what are you doing differently? Because I feel like what you did to get to 100000 or what you did to get to that first 40000 is not the same thing that yeah. you need to do to get to that mill. So, like, what are those manifestation steps that you're taking? Yeah, so, like, people always say every every level has a different devil. So, you always got to be ready for that. So, my different things that I'm doing now, you know, the things that I've done to get 100000 helped me get into the place where I could see exactly what I, or get in the rooms where I could make the connections to make that million. So I have a lot of different partnerships set up for this year with like celebrities to make shoes for them uh, and run a line that way. I'm going to get into um, doing stuff with like stores, hopefully collaborating with some other brands that are bigger. Like if, let's say for instance, if I designed a shoe with Gucci or something or partnered with Nike to do their first dress shoe, for example, you know, stuff like that. I'm looking more into doing and um, outside of that, really opening up for a broader marketing, um, you know, run. So if I had different people from different backgrounds, you know, going international with the business, uh, those different things are opening me up for a lot to reach a lot more people. You know, I'm not putting myself in the box anymore. So I'm really, uh, you know, trying to open up more and make it a broader you know, market. So I think that's going to really help me tap into that meal that I want. And um, also multiple streams of income. You know, that's a big thing, too. You have you have multiple streams of income because you about to you close to that milli. I heard. Oh. I heard about you. <laughs> did you, I heard did about you, you, did you, did you hear something? <laughs> <Three grapevine? laughs> did you hear something? Because yeah. I, I don't know if my bank account heard it, but uh, we, I think it's listening. We get there. We get there. I mean, listen, I think you like you said, multiple streams of income are super important. Mm-hmm. I definitely have influencer marketing that I do. I have a real job where Ooh. I go into a nine to five and they cut a check every two weeks. And it is an amazing thing. So. <laughs> Right? (laughs) So I feel real good about that. Like, I'm on a television show. We just finished shooting Central Ave that airs on Fox. Will Packers producing. We got picked up for next fall. Mm. So I am a huge proponent of multiple streams of income. And I think what's super important about the dynamic of having multiple streams of income is, like, managing your time. Right, facts, facts. Because it's real easy to do a whole bunch of nothing. It is. You could be busy, but it's like, are you being productive? It's like, yo, like everybody, like always be productive. Don't just 
just say, oh, I'm busy. You know, you, what are you actually doing? Like, is that is that bringing you income? Is that, you know, taking you to the next level? Is it helping you level up? You know, helping you get into the right room with the right people. So, you know, you're on TV. She big time, y'all. Y'all heard that, right? She trying. Look she at her trying. IG. Look at her IG uh, in her bio. She got Catch Me on TV. You heard? <laughs> <laughs> she out here. So I think it's important, too, because I've been seeing you make major, major, major moves. And that, that's why I thought it was really important for you to come on the show because mm-hmm. you have a voice. First of all, I've never seen anybody move as fast as you moving. Uh, relax. Like, you've relax. you've been Thank in you. L.A. for, I'm so serious. Like, you've been in L.A. for five months mm-hmm. and you have just been like, here there everywhere right but do you feel like the people that you went through this process of like moving away from arkansas and like the people who saw you in the beginning do you feel like those people are supporting you now or do you what do you feel like your support system is well my support system is you know people i don't even know so i feel like i feel like once you get into entrepreneurship people can't understand your struggle like you like um they're not in it you know only you can see the vision uh, because and it was given to you, so nobody else really will see it like you see it. Uh, but my support comes from people that see my story on social media, and you know I I don't know them from the lady down the street, uh, but you know people I know back home or people that are like really like closer to me, you know they they're less likely to support me. And I don't know what re- I don't know why, you know, but uh, I tend to think it's that crabs in the bucket mentality that a lot of people have. Um, but you know I don't really sweat it too much. I'm just grateful for the support that I do have. Um, And I have really close friends. My circle's real tight. Keep your circle tight. You know, don't let too many people into that circle. Uh, Don't let too many squares into that circle. You know, I talk to like three people, but now you, four people on a daily basis, you know, and so you have to really keep, you know, good people, good energy, genuine people, you know, they have your best interests at heart around you. And I'm just grateful for the people I have um, because I've lost all my family. So, you know, the people that I meet and cross paths with, like I met you a week ago. Y'all shouts out to that, huh? A week, you guys. Like, week ago, what are we doing? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like really cool to, um, to to meet people on the journey and really just like love them and come together and build together. You know, same mindset. I think what's interesting, too, about that is, yeah, the people closest to you aren't supporting you because they see, like, the behind the scenes. So they don't see the flash and the glitz and glam mm-hmm. the way that you would see, like, a Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Beyonce's hot. I want to be Beyonce. I want to date Beyonce. Or, 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 <laughs> Talk yeah, to me. Or, or that. Or that. I mean, she's a whole married woman. But, you know, things happen. <sighs> so, I mean, I think it's interesting. But you, your closest friends and family see the behind the scenes. And, like, I don't want to struggle. Like, I don't want to go through this hustle. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't want to. So I think like, but what I realized is as you're going through this process, the people who didn't support you before start supporting you when they see everybody. Exactly. It comes full circle. So Mm. I'm not really mad at it at all. Mm. I think that, you know, you just got to get out there. Right. That's fake love, though. That's fake love. They come back and support you when they when they see. Cause, and some people support you just for that that uh, that potential that he might make it. You know, they see, oh, Sequoia doing good. She on TV. Let me come back. She might make it. I want to be right there. I always supported you, girl. I knew you could do Yo, it. Yo, I've so nope. had those conversations. <laughs> I'm like, really, really. When when did it happen? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be that can be ugly. That can be ugly. That's so interesting. So going back to the beginning, you guys, we definitely want your support. We want all those things. But you got to know that there is an opportunity out here. There is an opportunity to get that mill easily Mm -hmm. through e-commerce if you know how to position yourself correctly. I know, Eric, you've been in the game on the brand side looking real dapper. I appreciate it. (laughs) If I could say the least. Um, So making sure that you're able to set up your e-commerce pages the right the way that you're supposed to making mm-hmm. sure that you look good in these streets mm-hmm. and actually supporting so what does that support look like for you support is is a is a good topic you know i love speaking on that topic 
Uh, and a lot of people think support has to be, so my shoes cost 500 So a lot of people think support has to be, let me go drop this 500 You know, if you don't get that 500 you ain't got to drop it, you know. You can, a share is good, a like is good, a tag from somebody that can support the, the business goes a long way, you know. Because I, I love, like, the organic, how I reach a lot of people. Because you never know that person that can't support, they can't afford to buy your product. He might know, have a friend that's a celebrity. He might have a friend that's an actor or anything that can actually, you know, support that business. So he might tag them. And since they're connected, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to check him out because this is my homie. He tagged me. Uh, so I feel like that's support could come in a lot of different ways. It could be like coming out to an event I have where tickets might be $10. It could be, um, you know, making a flyer for me because you make flyers and you can't afford my shoes, but you want to support. So, hey, fam, I saw you had an event coming up. I want to make your flyer. It could be a lot of different things. It, it, support can even be, like, inspiration. You know, have you ever had anybody come support you? They see you, like, you're down or something, and I just give you that encouraging word. It just keeps you going. That is the best thing ever support. because you don't, like, it's like belief in you, right? Facts. Like, sometimes you're like, you're down on yourself and you're like, oh, am I doing this right? Like, should I be doing this? Like, should I, you know, go get a job? Like, exactly. should, what should I be doing? Right. And for somebody just to come into your space and be like, no, nah, you out here killing it. Like I literally today I have a, a, somebody I still mentor and she sent me her video and I was like, yo, you are about to blow. Like, I feel it. Like, just by way of seeing her growth mm -hmm. and being there and supporting her. Now, granted, you know, we have a, a client, relationships so it's yeah. a bit different but i think it's so important for me to see you and be like yo you're shining mm -hmm. like and like acknowledging that and like really giving you kind of that perspective because we feel like we're doing good but sometimes we ain't doing good exactly. you know so i think those are all things that are super important so if you are out here trying to figure out like i said how to secure that bag in 2020 definitely drop that e-commerce site mm -hmm. figure out how that makes sense for you but like in the meantime definitely be supporting yeah and and break that meal down because if you put a million up top and you actually and you, it might look like a lot but if you break it down month to day it's like yo that's 600 a day it's easy to get $600 a day because it's how many people in the world? Eight billion, seven billion. There's so many people in the world. So if you can reach those people and solve a problem for a lot of people, you know, $600 a day is it's clockwork. That's a whole shoe and a half for you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so since we're talking about your shoes, Dr. Dapper, let's get into a little lifestyle, networking, and showing up as your brand. It's life hacks. Life hacking, baby. Tech tips and tools for everyday needs. Tap in. Control copy these shortcuts and simplify your life. You heard us. So, man, like lifestyle and networking, man. I, I love like lifestyle and how it kind of like coexists with the networking and the environment you kind of go into. Uh, so, for example, you know, I'm a, I'm a dapper guy. I got my dress shoes on. I design dress shoes. I'm always in a more upscale kind of like dapper environment or elegant environment. Whereas you might have my counterpart that, you know, is in streetwear or urbanwear, they might go to a concert. And uh, to give some kind of examples of that, you know, you might have here Dapper Dan, uh, who's more like suited up and things like that. He might go to, to a different event uh, than, than Virgil, for example, you know, because Virgil has the off-white, it's real pop and it's real hot. Uh, so, you know, just, just knowing exactly where you fit in with that. Uh, and kind of like placing yourself in those environments is very important. And uh, just also the way you brand yourself and carry yourself in those environments. Because if I'm a dress shoe designer and I walk in there into a, a room with, with jeans on and sneakers and a, and a, and a T-shirt and a hat on backwards, you know, I don't represent my brand in the way that it should be represented. But, um, you know, if I walk in with my suit tailored, got my shoes on, represent my brand the right way, you know, it's more expected 
and things like that. So um, since I kind of like broke down my two different like, you know, um, environments of my my like industry, you know, Sequoia, do you have like any examples of like environments where, you know, you see yourself at, but your counterpart might be in a different environment where you don't fit in or anything like that? I think it's so interesting because I work in tech, right? And specifically venture capital. So venture capital is finance for the people who don't know. And then tech has its own swag. So tech, people show up in a t-shirt and jeans and they're cool. Like, that's Mm. it. Like, that's the uniform, right? And so for me, I show up, like, super stylized. I mean, this all happened within, like, a month, if we really want to be honest. (laughs) But, like, prior to that... I was like a sweatshirt, you know, like in a in a sweatpants type of chick. Now, Armani, yes, but like still sweatpants and a sweatshirt, right? So I think for me, it's really interesting to show up in spaces. Like you're saying, show up in the space like of who you are in that space. I think it's interesting for me to show up in a space of who I am regardless of the space. Of course, yeah, right? Of course. So, yeah. I like this new version of me where like I will throw on like heels, a blazer, chains and a turtleneck which you couldn't see me in last month again, <laughs> but uh. I like showing up in spaces looking like that in a tech space where they're like what the hell? Because I think it draws eyes to you mm-hmm, and i think even in your case i've seen you in your suits and your shoes and like those shoes draw eyes mm-hmm. right because of the gold tips so i think for me it's super important to just show up authentically no matter where you're at yeah and i think it's also important for people to kind of like just take note of how people treat them when they're wearing jeans or when they're dressed a certain way versus if they're wearing a suit because I'm pretty sure you've noticed, like, um, you know, in the past, if you dressed up real nice, people look at you or talk to you a different way versus if you just got on sweats, whether they're Armani or, I mean, you might get treated different if you got on Armani, Armani sweats. It's like, that's a little rich. She's cute. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, you've, I've, I've noticed myself that if I'm wearing a suit and I walk on um, Rodeo, you know, people are like, oh, what do you do? Or if I go into a store, they treat me different. They treat me nice. They don't show me the sales rack. But if I'm wearing like some sweats or something, they're like, oh, just let you know the sales going on over here. So, you know, you get their perception and the way you perceive it is so different based on the way you dress, uh, no matter where you go, for sure. I love that because, yeah, I can I will say even let's just go back. So, like I said, I'm doing a whole rebrand and you even noticed this. I think this is yeah. even how we started having a conversation. I didn't email her, guys. I didn't email her. He slid into the DMs <laughs> like, hey, Sue, how you doing? <laughs> so, basically, I took everything off of my Instagram from, like, my past on my feed, the main feed, it was all over the place. It was speaking engagements. It was pictures from, like, events. It was friends. It was, like, it was just all over the place, right? And I took this super stylized approach where everything's super fashion forward. Like, I look like I could be on the runways of Milan. And, like, nothing else on my page shows up in that regard unless you start digging. So you can go through the highlights and you'll see, like, stuff from the past. But when you land on my page, my flow and the look and the style of that page is very much fashion forward. Like, you would not look at my page and be like, oh, she works in tech. It's clean. It's real clean. It's clean, right? And so I think it's super interesting that we show up in those spaces offline and online. Yeah, online is a big thing because, you know, lifestyle connects through uh, social because you can be like, you can be a lifestyle influencer or you could be like a fashion influencer or whatever but you know that lifestyle plays a huge part on social media and especially when you go out to network people look you up so I mean if, he, if people if you give them your Instagram or your card 
and your Instagram's on the car and they go to your Instagram and your IG doesn't match, you know, the energy you gave them in person, you know, you got to be the same person online and offline, like you said. Uh, so I think it's really, really important to take that that lifestyle networking and apply it to social media, too, because you can slide in somebody's DM and they could not respond because your page isn't laid out, you know, in a, in a clean, you know, aesthetic way that shows you put the work in and you're like professional or or whatever, you know, and then, you know, but you see more people reaching back out to you once you start to get your page in the right order and it's aesthetic, it's lined up right, and everything's just clean. I think I think that's an interesting point, too, because even so, even though my page looks super stylized and super interesting, and there's like a fashion forward feel to it. It still has a professional feel to it. Yeah. So even you were saying like you have the type of page where somebody will see it and they will be like, well, I'm not going to slide in her DMs. I'm going to email her. Yep. <laughs> Let us know if y'all ever got an email. Somebody's trying to holler at you. You're doing business. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to email her because she look real professional. Right. And so like I like that dynamic mm-hmm. is like there's a certain image that you give off and that's a perception that goes with that image it is and even though you may not be that person like maybe your page is super like scantily clad or like whatever <laughs> it is right maybe you may not represent that person in your authenticity but that's what the world perceives you as yeah i see a lot of people not not being the person that i see online because i meet a lot of people in person from instagram and I'm like, dang, you know, this isn't the person I saw on Instagram. This ain't so, you. So, so where did that person go? That's who I wanted to meet. <laughs> so that can that can call for some um, some setbacks in, in, in a couple ways, you know. I, I would always be myself. But uh, a lot of people put on the front, though. A lot of people put on the front. And then speaking on the point of, like, showing up as your brand, it's really it's really dope that, you know, you can be – you're a walking billboard. You know, you, you represent your brand. So, you know, whatever – however you show up, you know, that's – that's how people perceive you as. That's how people perceive your brand. Uh, and just being a walking billboard is very important uh, because people always say, well, how do you market or how do you do this? How do you do that? And it's like, yo, if I walk in with my shoes on, people always like are, are attracted to me and my shoes start conversations. So, you know, if you're going to if you're going to sell a product, you know, you got to represent that brand when you walk into the room. So, you know, I pride myself on doing it a lot. And I would definitely recommend everybody if you have like a T-shirt company, you know, rock your T-shirt, rock your product, because, I find that people trust a business more when the owner or the person behind it actually lives that lifestyle of that business. You know, so I feel, what what do you think about that? I think it's interesting. And I think it's also super important, like in terms of pricing, right? And value perception, because we were talking about this the other day in terms of you're starting a membership network Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm going to charge them $10. And I'm like, you don't look like $10 like a month. You know what I'm saying? So, it doesn't make sense. Like for me, I look and feel a certain way. I want to attract a certain person. I'm not going to go to an event that costs $10 a month. Like mm-hmm. I want a membership to Soho House. I'm going to have a membership to H Club. Like those are the type of places that I know those people frequent and those that style lives in those those places, right? So I think if you're setting a certain tone, then you can also set a certain value to that tone. Mm-hmm. And if you are not setting that tone, then people are going to be like, oh, this is cheap or it feels cheap. Right. Yeah. yeah. So and then like speaking on Soul House and all that stuff, you know, go where your customers are, you know, wherever your <laughs> wherever your clientele is, you have to show up in that space and always come to that space. So me getting a membership to Soul House, for example, that would be a good business investment, quote unquote, because I get to step into an environment where people can actually afford the products that I sell. And I can also walk around in an environment where I don't feel, I never feel out of place. I wear a suit anywhere I go, (laughs) but you don't look out of place. 
per se. So yeah, I, I love uh, Soul House. I've been there. Uh, what's a couple of other? What's a couple of other um, nice places to go to around? around definitely H Club. H Club. Shout out to H Club. Definitely Got that. that. <laughs> um, I would say any kind of membership club that. Mm-hmm has a fee attached to it yeah if it doesn't then i'm a little bit more apprehensive because i'm not the one for like going to the place where you let anybody in type of situation True. and that's just my vibe but i think you should be very cognizant about the places you choose and the, what you select and even to organizations that you're a part of mm-hmm. like am i going to be on a meetup group Probably not. <laughs> that doesn't mean that other people can't or shouldn't. That just means that's not where I want to meet the people that I interact and engage with, right? And so I might be a part of an organization like, I don't know, Directors Guild of America. I haven't directed in a really long time, but like that when that was my passion, that would have been one of the organizations that I would have made sure I was a part of, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that not just showing up to certain places but also becoming a member of and frequenting places that you know for a fact that your customer your client your network is going to be at exactly and even speaking on an example of me stepping into where my uh, clients are when i first dropped my oxfords that most recently came they're more my more expensive shoes my most expensive shoes uh me and my homie we decided to do a video walking down uh, melrose and rodeo and we took the shoes out, uh, samples, we were showing them around, and we uh, had Drea come record it. And we walked into different stores saying, all right, well, what do you think, which one of these shoes is your favorite? Because I had a blue one and I had a brown one. Um, so that can be a good way to, you know, hit the ground, get some feet on the ground and raise awareness, but also use that content to post it on social media, which leads to driving sales, you know, to, or traffic to your website and things like that. So um, it's a lot of different cool things you can do. You just got to be willing to step outside of the box. And uh, be uncomfortable, too. I love that you said that because that's not just marketing. That's also, like, serving your customer. Like, that's the first iteration that you need to go about when you're building a business. Do not build anything before you actually know if your customer wants it. Right? You do not. You could have built that Oxford shoe and your customer, like, I'm not buying your Oxford shoe. Right, right? (laughs) So, asking about colors Serving your audience, getting in front of your audience, your customer drives your product. Mm-hmm. If your customer is not driving your product, you're going about something completely wrong and you are more likely to fail as a business. So that's super important to note. I think that the fact that you guys did that, and you got content out of that is a beautiful thing because you killed two birds with one stone. Million dollar nuggets. Look at her nuggets. go. Let's clap it up. We got to drop a clap in there. <laughs> clap it up. And you gave me a tip about that too because I'm dropping heels. And you were like uh, email list or sending out a uh, what did you say you sending out a, a quiz a quiz yeah, yeah yeah online quiz to make sure like your customer wants it and if they do pre orders and then you know that they're interested if they don't then you might want to go back to the drawing board exactly so I think these are all life hacks that you guys can take away making sure that you're networking in the right space making sure that you're building and doing what your customer wants making sure you're showing up authentically as yourself all the time regardless of what space you are in and those are the facts. She just broke it down in bullet form for you guys to make it real simple. And actually, if you need some more tips on anything about lifestyle and networking, you can reach me directly on Instagram at TheDrDapper or on my personal website, www.TheDrDapper.com. Yo, 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 yo. Love.
love, life, and tech. With Sequoia Blodgett. Just part of our culture. Because balance is real between the swipe culture, mental health, personal growth, career, and just about everything in between. Just keeping it real. It's a lifestyle. Incredible vibes, incredible people. Love, life, and tech. What's up, Commas family? So, Dr. Dapper is checking in. I am popping up kind of randomly coming into 2020. Uh, so I got. I kind of want to give a little bit of background on myself. Uh, I know me and Sequoia, we met. We just met recently, so it's real fresh uh, relationship, friendship. Uh, so I give a little bit of background on like where I'm from, what I've been through. Maybe it'll inspire somebody out there. Uh, kind of touched on it a little earlier, saying I went through a few things. So now it's time to go a little deeper into what those things were. Uh, so I grew up in Helena, a real poor, underrepresented area in Southeast Arkansas. Uh, my mom worked like two or three jobs. I helped take care of my grandma. So I didn't have like the typical childhood. Um, you know, I had to really mature earlier and everything like that. Uh, so my, my regular schedule was home, school, then work. It's always been a hustler and things like that. But I never knew what entrepreneurship was uh, until I got to college. Uh, but before we get to college, I'll talk about the, the deeper things that happened on my journey. Uh, in 2010, I lost my grandma uh, while I was when I first got to um to high school and in uh, 2013 when I graduated high school and I went to college my uh, my dad ended up passing and then in 2016 right before I graduated from college uh, my mom ended up passing you know and I wouldn't I wouldn't even have my my dress shoe company uh, without her so it really it really hit me hard you know because I was so young and just graduating and you know she never got to see me sell a pair of shoes and I was like dang you know I kind of felt thrown into life but uh, I feel like my upbringing kind of prepared me for that situation. And uh, a few of you guys might understand, you know, growing up poor or underrepresented areas, you know, I tell a lot of people I grew up with rats and roaches and holes in the walls. And some people don't even know what roaches are, you know. And um, a lot of people don't even believe me just because of the way I carry myself uh, with the suits and the shoes and everything like that. Uh, but my mom would always tell me, uh, never look like what you're going through or what you've been through. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of us have those like quotes that our parents would share with us and things like that that we never really understood. But as you get older, you're like, dang, I really appreciate that. Or now I understand that more or something like that. So um, that was like the bigger things that happened in my life. <clears throat> and like I said, I went full time into my business after I graduated college. And that came from um, me just learning more about entrepreneurship, not one a cap on my success and seeing my mom struggle to make ends meet, you know, and still be in a lot of debt. I was like, it has to be something more to life than just like that struggle and this cycle that we're stuck in as a, as a society. You know, we're always taught you know, go to school, get a good job, get married, have kids, and then die. So it's like some somewhere, you know, in the generation it has to be broken. Uh, and, you know, I ended up being the one that broke it. So I went full-time into my business. And, uh, and yeah, it was just struggles within entrepreneurship as well uh, that could be, you know, not having funding or not knowing about, you know, running a business because I majored in fashion. Uh, so business is kind of like a whole different, uh, you know, environment or realm for me to step into. But, you know, over time, what makes a good entrepreneur is somebody that has resilience, dedication, and they're really passionate about what they're doing and having that purpose. So I had I had those things, and uh, I always preach to people passion, purpose, product. You know, you have your passion. Find something you're passionate about, you love doing. You could do every day. You sleep thinking about it. You you shower thinking about it, and you just can't get you you just can't live without it. So um, my passion was more so like inspiring people, talking to people, being goofy, being genuine, helping people. Uh, you know, just dressing real nice. So that turned into uh, my purpose behind that was, uh, you know, reaching back, you know, being that represent, being a different, like, being that light that shines in our community and uh, just showing people a different route to make it out of, like, poverty and stuff because we typically always have, you know, football, rap, basketball, 
you know, sagging, you know, we got in the streets, we got wads of money, but, you know, just actually showing the community, you know, what true success is and being that person that represents uh, true success or, or just giving something for somebody else to look up to and it's not your typical thing you look up to. Um, and then the product behind that was the shoes. You know, it's, that's, that's kind of like the vehicle, but the engine that drives that product is, is your purpose and the things behind that. So, um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about, you know, my story just to kind of connect with the, with the Commons family so you can know me a little bit more because uh, I don't want to just be a stranger to you guys. I want to actually, you know, just know you and feel like we're actually like family. So that's me, Dr. Dapper, Eric Jones, the government name. I think what's um, so interesting about this story, and I think I think you touch upon kind of a synopsis of that. Mm-hmm. I really want you to talk about what you've done since you've been in L.A. Oh, yeah. Because you've only been here for five months. Yeah. And I don't know if you are comfortable but like, can you share your age? Yeah, I'm 24. I just turned. I just, I'm, I'm 24. Yeah, I'm young. And in that five months of you <clears throat> leaving every, like, I want you to get into the details because you guys have to understand. Like, he left everything in Arkansas, trucked across the United <laughs> yeah, States, 1,500 miles <laughs> for 1,500 miles, dropped into LA with a hope and a dream and some shoes. That he didn't know where they were going in terms yeah. of sales. And, like, yeah, can, really, you, can you... It's really deep. You know, it's crazy because, you know, I, like you said, I gave a synopsis. I could really go into, like, detail on specific parts of my life. But, um, you know, those five months that I've been here is crazy because... And even the amount of time I uh, planned to move and just decided to move. Like, I met one of my mentors, MJ, Har- MJ Harris, um, a year ago. And so I met him in 2018 uh, on, in my birth- during my birthday month. And then uh, he was like, it got towards the end of that year and it came into um, 2019. He was like, why haven't you moved yet? You know, why are you still in Arkansas? What's holding you back? You know, and I told him because I got food stamps here and rent is cheap. Um, my connections are here and things like that. So <clears throat> not having family, it was kind of like harder for me to just have that faith. But I've had to have a lot of faith <laughs> just to be doing what I'm doing, but have that faith to just take that big leap and go across the country especially at, at, at 20, 24, you know, it's like, dang, you know, I don't, I haven't experienced a lot of life. You know, I don't want to go out here and mess up. I don't want to be a complete failure. I don't want to just, you know, be homeless. So it was really hard for me to um, make that leap. But <clears throat> having somebody like that behind me, you know, support me and things like that, I was like, okay, he sees the the potential in my business and he's like very successful. So, you know, why not go for it? So he was like, come visit. You can stay at my crib. I want you to see what a move would look like so he can like help me you know, kind of get the feel for L.A. and things like that. So I came out, I visited in, like, March of last year, March of 2019. I liked it. I was like, okay, this is dope. This is real dope. Uh, then I came back in, like, May, and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm really, I'm going to just take the leap. I'm going to move. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, so once I said that, I was like, okay, let me let me start saving a little bit. Let me start telling people I'm moving, marketing on social media, and, uh, you know, building my connections in L.A. Uh, so my lease was ending in, in July, so everything happened fast. So I, I made the decision to move in May, and you got June, and you got July. So it had like three months to like really plan and just like get ready, get things prepared, find a moving company because I moved my whole company across the country. Like even just just to move my shoes, give you perspective, just to move my shoes because I didn't have anything but a bed outside of that. That it, it cost me four four thousand dollars just to move my shoes here, and that 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 was before my rent deposit. That was before my first month's rent. That was before the gas it takes to get here. That was before anything. <laughs> so it was crazy. Uh, and me not knowing where this money was going to come from. So, uh, But the move happened. 
And when I got here, I'm always hitting the ground running. That's just me hustling because uh, I was raised that way. It's, it's a mentality. Uh, so I got here. I started doing private events. I started going. I went. I've gone to the um, BT. Uh, what, what's what's it called? I went to the Emmys. I went to the um, Soul Train Awards. I went to. I went to so many different award shows. So it's like whenever it's meant to be, and you actually step into your purpose, like, and you continue to step into it, and you continue continue to level up. You know, uh, the universe, God, or whatever you like to call it, everything aligns perfectly, and you just have to have the faith to just keep moving, just being who you are. And uh, just the way I network, too, has helped me, like, a, a lot. I've met so many dope people. You've been one of them. And it's just crazy. Whatever you give off, you know, it comes back to you. So me giving off good energy, positivity, motivation, inspiration, uh, giving off a wealthy mindset or just, like, that drive, you know, those are the kind of people that I attract into my life. And um, it's been really, really crazy. <laughs> like, I just, even when it comes to how much rent is compared to where I was from, I was paying $900 for a two-bedroom and the one bath, and I'm here now paying twenty three ninety, and it's like not a lot of people just paying that, running the business full time, and and just dealing with all other kind of stuff in life. So it's it's a blessing for sure. Crazy, you guys. I mean, we definitely want to give you so much more information and so much more in 2020 that can help you guys people who are in your situation have been in your situation get to the next level i know that you guys have heard from me for what almost a year half a year whatever that may be you guys have heard my story so i'm not going to get into too many details if you guys don't know my story go back some podcast episodes and you can hear the whole thing i'll give a super brief synopsis just in case you're just tuning in and you're a new listener for 2020 but Everything that he said in terms of passion, getting to your purpose, bringing that purpose to fruition and like turning that purpose into product, I think is such a strong message and it's doable. Like you're listening to somebody who came from literally nothing, right? Like a lot of people are like, well, I don't have, I can't do. And to me, I'm not a person that leans into excuses and I don't think that Dr. Dapper is either. And I think from the time that we met, it's been literally a week. We shot a whole music video. Check out the music video if you haven't seen it. We're airing on BT One. <laughs> or Instagram. We shot a whole music video. Like I've talked to you pretty much almost every day. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh I just got my lashes done. I'm about to go like to the gym he said cool i just talked to this person i have this meeting tonight i have these photo shoots i just upload this content i'm like what the hell's going on <laughs> like <laughs> i feel like that like, you inspire me i appreciate it i'm like a whole decade and some change older than you so like going through the process and seeing your the way that you move makes me like all right like one like your energy and like dropping back into my creative processes because yes i work in finance yes i'm in tech but a lot of the creative stuff does not necessarily move into those spaces mm -hmm. as much as I like them to. So for us to be able to be creative and create content and create like shows and episodes and, and, and content around those things, I think is so interesting. Um, so thank you so much for, for deciding to be a part of this because oh, yeah, that's super exciting for me. It's a new energy for me. I definitely was, to be honest, you guys, I was on the brink of like letting commas go like as a podcast and a radio show because I just was like over it. I would come in the station and be like, all right, 
talk to my producer Tawala. All right, what do we have from the last three weeks that we can put together and make a new episode from? And Tawala was just like trooping it out with me, and I'm just like, and then we would get in these long, deep conversations at like 2 a.m. about how I need to be a millionaire next year, and I don't think this is the way to get there, right? And so when I met you. I was like, I need to bring him on the show because he has an energy that I'm lacking at this moment, mm. right? And now that you've come on the show, you have a perspective that's super interesting for our audience that is broader than just the technology. We will still get into the tech, so you guys do not drop off because that is coming very soon. <laughs> but we will still get into the tech conversations, but we want to give you guys those entrepreneurship conversations. We want to give you guys those brand conversations. We want to give you guys those lifestyle conversations. We want to give you guys conversations are going to make you a well-rounded person and not just focusing on one aspect of your life, right? So before we hop out of this segment, I want to just give you guys a brief background for me. I know we've gone through this before, like I said, but real quick, just in case you're just tuning in, I'm Sequoia. I come from the Bay Area, Richmond, California, to be exact. A lot of people hear it and they know of it because either Coach Carter was a movie back in the day and I actually went to that school, Richmond High School, and have a great relationship or had a great relationship with Coach Carter and his son, Ken Carter. Um, so people know about Richmond, about, you know, we're a violent city. <laughs> we're working on it. Um, say the least. Um, we're working on it. But I think that for me, I was able to come out of that adversity. I went through my you know, college education was at Loyola Marymount, which is a private school. I got 15 scholarships to get there when I came out of school, you know. So going through that whole process, I think, positioned me in a certain way, which allowed me to kind of level up and it put me around different people. And so, yes, when I was in high school, I went to Richmond High. Yes, my dad pulled me out of Richmond High that first year because he was like, no, you're going to get a better education I'm switching up some addresses and you're going to El Cerrito High and we're going to figure it out. Right. And so went through that whole process, went to Loyola and from Loyola, the sky was the limit because I had access to people that I never would have had access to. Right. Started my career as a music video director, director for some of the biggest artists in the world today. When I started, they were not. <laughs> they literally were just starting out at the same time. So we're talking about Justin Bieber, Sean Kingston, K. Michelle, Future, yada, yada, yada. So going through the entire process, jumping careers, changing into the tech industry, still having that creative background and being really passionate about creative, but leading that into the tech industry, started a tech company, a wellness company, and that company failed. So left the tech industry, went back to media, played in that realm for a little bit, and then came back out and said, I need to be where the money is again, because I like the I like the cash, right? Hence the name commas. I get really excited about it. So went back into venture capital and now that's where I'm at. So I love the fact that we have Eric or Dr. Dapper because he brings a perspective that allows me to still sit in the energy energy as a creative. And then that young millennial perspective too that allows me to sit in that like energy because I don't know once you get a certain age you start tapping out (laughs) things things don't feel as exciting as they did Mm -hmm. you know in the early 20s right but when you have youthful people around you not to say I'm older or anything but like when you have that youthful energy it makes you want to continue to move forward and push forward and like get to the next level right so super excited about bringing 
Dr. Dabber on the show. Super excited about his perspective and what he's going to bring to the table. And super excited about 2020 because I know we are going to drop those gems for you guys. And you guys just stay tuned. This is The Plug. You know who's The Plug. It's time to get caught up on the hottest in tech. Keep it locked, you heard. With Sequoia Blodgett. I see you, little mama. So, Sequoia, you are heavily in tech. You uh, you know you know a lot of stuff about tech. You're I teaching do. me stuff about tech. I do. Uh, and I've recently seen a lot of new new tech popping up, man. Tech is a big thing. And um, I watched Alux videos. I kind of told you about those. And I saw some stuff about Tesla. Uh, and the new things that they're introducing, they're a real cool company. Uh, what, what do you think about Tesla? How do you feel about their technology and you know, the founder or whatever? So I've been to Tesla. I've been Ooh. to the headquarters. It is amazing. It's very interesting the way that Elon Musk runs Tesla. He actually split. I don't know if he still does this, but he was splitting his time between Tesla and SpaceX as mm. of the last year, I think, two I think years so. ago. Um, so he would only be there for like a couple of days and he would like go to SpaceX and it was just a really interesting thing. So to see the headquarters and like how they're building Tesla, I love that it is an innovative product. I wanted one up until I still do. Um, and so <laughs> up until like, you know, I still do. I, I mean, I, I'm convinced it's going to drive me to work. Like it I'm will. convinced. And so a lot of people have sent me DMs and messages about how, you know, this Tesla does this and this Tesla was on the road and blew up. And I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> like, I'm sure they'll work the kinks out. Like, I really am convinced about the technology and where it's going to go. And I know they just released the new Tesla truck. Mm-hmm. Everybody that I know is like excited about it. I think it's going to be crazy when we see it on the road because it looks so futuristic. Yeah. You know, my, my opinion on it, I think it's ugly. <laughs> I wouldn't drive it. I like, I, and I think it might be a thing where it's like you know how, say for instance, a new song comes out and you you like, oh, this is trash. But then you listen to it five, six, seven times on the radio, and it just you like you start to sing the words and you catch yourself. You're like, what am I doing? So I feel like I feel like the Tesla truck, the new truck, might be one of those things like that too, where it just starts to catch on and becomes trendy as you see more of them because the the previous versions were like that with me too. And you know, I had my first ride in one like uh, last week. And I was like, yo, this is this is dope. I really, really like the, the setup. Wait, you, oh, okay. Oof. Not the truck. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you've been in the truck? Not the truck. I'm not that special. If you've been in the truck, I you know, give us some feedback on, on you know, your experience with, with riding in the truck. Because I've seen videos where they were giving people rides. Uh, it was like some some location. It, might, it probably was a private, undis- undisclosed like location where they were giving people rides in the truck. Uh, but one guy recorded the full ride. And on the inside, it looks like it's just, it's nothing. <laughs> it's just like a table. It's just, like if you walk into a real aesthetic coffee shop, it, that's what it looked like. It doesn't look like anything. Just like a, 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 a what do you call it? The dash? It's just uh-huh. a dash, like a big screen, a weird steering wheel, and that's it. I think you have a point, though. I think people—it's going to be interesting to see it on the road because it's massive. It's really in comparison to like your traditional car. So when we're seeing it driving, it's going to stand out aesthetically just because of that. And then the shape is very much twenty. It's almost like three thousand. Like I don't see that shape popping up for a very long time. So I think that just style-wise, Elon and team made a very risky choice to create something that was so futuristic but i feel like people are are excited about what's 
the unknown. Mm-hmm. So they want to gravitate towards something that they haven't seen or you want that new hot ish, right? Exactly. So I think that that's that's the perspective. A lot of people were, um, that's a lot of videos going around now with like a Jetsons. Um, that's uh, what it reminds like, me of. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. like, yo, I, this is what I was expecting 2020 to look like. It was, a, it was a bus landing with like jet stuff under it. And I feel like the Tesla truck, you know, just like if you look at uh, Gucci and Louis, those brands are, are that are like top brands that, you know, it, stuff trickles down that they do. They have to be the trendsetters. So, I mean, with that truck, they've got to innovate. They're setting trends to innovate for people that are like, might be like Toyota or Honda mm-hmm. or whatever. They can start to get, you know, with the theme because like uh, an electric car. That, that wasn't a theme before it's like oh tesla's doing it now a lot of other people are starting to do it they got the like charging stations here and there so it's becoming a thing that's like more normalized so i feel like those weirdly shaped like trucks and cars and just futuristic stuff that's that's where we're going so and who else to do it but who other to do it but tesla because that's you know if, if you look at every industry you got you have people that are trailblazers in the industry you got apple which is technology you got google doing um their thing with like all their software and AI of course you got and, yeah you got mm-hmm. then you got Tesla that's doing their stuff with like vehicles you know mm-hmm. so it's real cool to to watch and, and of course Gucci and stuff like that in the fashion so it's cool to watch those bigger brands um do just like risky stuff and see how it works out and you know set new trends for us at the bottom you know so when you say that, when you go back to tie it into fashion, I think it's interesting because I remember Amy Earnhurst, I think that is her name I might be totally off but she left a fashion house and went over to apple and the rationale behind that was she wanted to bring that fashion aesthetic into Mm. apple right so that's why you see like that sleek design that's very much luxury Mm -hmm. from apple versus like another brand that doesn't have you know in electronics that doesn't have yeah yeah, right (laughs) compared to you know others others Um, that doesn't have that that like sleek feel because mm-hmm. Apple's very much ingrained in having a luxury experience or a fashion forward experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's super interesting. I know Apple had something come out recently yep. in terms of pricing. Mm-hmm. What was that about? So yeah, but touching on like Apple is very simple. I love that about Apple, real like sleek and simple. But uh, that new product, a lot of controversy was behind it. It was the um, computer stand, the monitor stand. It was it was it was a basic stand. Guess how much they were charging for? They were charging. I want to say like twelve hundred. You close. You smart. You you smart. You might know something. They were charging a thousand dollars for a stand, and the monitor was five thousand. So everybody was like, "Okay, this is cool. The monitor is fine because uh, I think they said uh, other monitors that kind of like matched the um, the uh, the features of that monitor were costing like ten grand, twenty right. grand, stuff like that. So it was smarter for businesses to invest in that five thousand dollar. Like monitor, uh, but the stand was a thousand. So I was like, hey, we just said we just mount it to the wall or something. Like, get a cheap wall. We don't need We can just lay. We can just lean it on the desk or something. So, would you spend a thousand dollars for a stand? Or? That's a good question. I think it depends on what that stand's doing for me. I think if the stand <laughs> is like real necessary for the entire product, uh-huh. then yes. But if the stand is just a stand. 
then I'm kind of apprehensive. So it just depends on the dynamic of what that stand supports, right? Mm -hmm. It's like if you had an Apple phone, you can't necessarily, I mean, you can go get some off the market, off the, you know, eBay chargers if you need to. But (laughs) at the end of the day, it might zap the phone a couple times and all of a sudden it don't charge no more, right? So I think if the stand is supporting the monitor in a specific way, then we need to go ahead and get that stand. If it doesn't make sense, then it just doesn't make sense. And then touching on the cords that they go along with Apple, like the charging cords, the Apple charger don't don't last long. It cracked and it starts tearing up and you get mad. And then another thing, the headphones. It's like you got the AirPods. So the AirPods came out, they're cool, whatever. Businesses started introducing AirPod holders. So it's basically a cord that connects your Air, your AirPods to make sure they don't fall out and you don't lose them. So, so basically, they took the AirPods back to twenty what two thousand and eight. Come on now, you paid. <laughs> so you you went to go buy your wireless AirPods and now you need a cord to actually plug them back into your phone. Do you hear me? To like just to make sure they don't when they fall out of your ear they don't go anywhere. Exactly. It's like it's like you spend how much AirPods like like three hundred dollars? I think in two, two approximately. Yeah, yeah. Like there there. So three hundred, uh-huh. and then you got the uh the so the cords were sold from uh I think North was selling them and they were like a hundred dollars or sixty dollars something so you you pay so they don't even click back into <laughs> your phone crazy. they just basically are co- a core hold them and it's like bro i can get the regular headphones for like twelve dollars like, hello that? <laughs> i think what's interesting though about these new air airpods is the consistency of them mm-hmm. so of course you had the the version before now they have like more feature sets they've iterated on them to the sense that like if you want noise cancellation the noise cancellation is crazy uh. so like i work in an office environment we're in a, we're bc but like we're in a tech space so the tech layout is there and a lot of people are like beep, beep, beep. like and so you can hear everything and so you can click those things in press your buttons and like you can't hear a thing So I think that there is a feature, like the feature sets in these new AirPods are super interesting. I think it's smart for Nordstrom to try to attack that market, but is it necessary, right? It goes back to that stand. Like, is it necessary? If it's not necessary, I'm not purchasing it. And then also, like, if it's, it doesn't have to be necessary because the consumer that Apple has, or just like us as consumers in general, we want to be perceived as like wealthy. We got it all. So if you're seeing with AirPods, it's like just like people were. It was a lot of memes going around. Like if you still had the cord, uh, like uh, headphones, you broke. <laughs> so it's like you're not really like rich if you don't have the AirPods. So it's all about perception, and and people want to want to look rich and look like they had it all and have the latest technology or the latest accessory. Um, but Apple is smart, man. They create problems and then they and they solve them. Apple they- has literally. I feel like Apple is the club, right? Apple has literally brought in a product that feels like if you're not the first in line at the club, you mm. feel like you, you know, you feel like you ain't hot. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you ain't in the VIP selects, you're not hot. And I feel like Apple has solved that issue. So I think it's going to be interesting to see where all of this technology goes. We're going to definitely keep you abreast on all the latest technology that comes out. We're going to be reviewing it. We're going to have some products in-house that we're going to talk about. So you guys, make sure you tap in. If you're not following us yet, follow us at commas.club on Instagram. Slide in our DMs. Give us all your feedback. We want to know what you guys want to hear. We want to know what you guys are doing in 2020. And we want to know how we can help.